Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It's time to go to work. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Just a reminder, Greeny moves into the 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time slot beginning January 5th. Today's show presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. we got a lot to get to beginning with opening night part two in the National Basketball Association. The focal point, Byron Metcalf today, should be on Devin Booker and the Suns, or perhaps Giannis and the Bucks, Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Tatum doesn't call bank, but he makes a massive shot at the end of that game to edge out Milwaukee 122-121. But instead, the focal point again is on James Harden, the Houston Rockets, and the ongoing saga between team and superstar. Developments excuse me, are unfolding at the moment, but for right now, the fact that this story has continued to grab the headlines while the NBA is unfolding its season, how do you think that sits with Commissioner Adam Silver? It's one of those things where you pick up the phone in the morning, right? You're having a good morning. Uh, you're excited about opening day, the big day where 26 of 30 teams start their season, and you get that text message, right? Oh, my goodness, James Harden is out. The Houston Rockets aren't going to be able to play. And this is an ongoing thing with James Harden, not just with the Rockets. There's the trade situation. And there's the fact that this is a guy, Joe, who is breaking the rules, in my opinion, to send a message. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be in Houston. He's going to keep making things difficult until he gets his wish. It's a matter of, What is Houston's pain tolerance, man? How much can you put up with before you decide it's time to make a move? Because this isn't just bad for the Rockets, Joe. This is bad for the whole league that we're talking about James Harden in a game that didn't happen and not all of the other great action that we witnessed in the NBA this week. It's incredible that Harden has now violated COVID protocol on three occasions. Lil Baby's birthday party, (laughs) his trip to the Las Vegas nightclubs, and now this recent event with his friend who had just gotten a promotion and then the video surfaces and he's fined $50,000 and all that stuff. And yet, teams are still interested in trading for him. And yet, people are still interested in talking about him. That's the power of being someone like James Harden. The question for any general manager out there who's looking to swing a deal, what are you getting in return if you make this transaction? We're going to go right to the phones. Anyone who wants to jump in, the floor is yours. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you are a team in need of a superstar, in need of help, would you make a deal for James Harden? And if you want to sprinkle on top what you'd be willing to give up, We'd be happy to hear it. Triple eight, say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six. How much would you be willing to give up? Would you be willing to put together the big package, or are you going to sit here and try and nickel and dime Houston until they've eventually had enough of Harden? They trade him for pennies on the dollar. Nah, I mean, you know, you hope for that situation, but I give up my best player. The the only team to me, I would say four or five players you wouldn't trade for Harden right now: LeBron, AD, KD, Luca. And Giannis. Maybe those are the five guys. Really? Where if the Rockets came to you and said, give us your best player, you'd say, can't do it. We, get, we got to stop pretending like this isn't one of the best players in the NBA over the last six, seven years. A top five player in the league. Perhaps the most, the best offensive player post-Kobe. I mean, that's not an exaggeration, right? Respect to Kevin Durant, other guys who've been great. James Harden might be the best offensive player we've seen post-Kobe. You cannot 
underestimate like his impact on a team if he gets traded to Philly or Brooklyn. He's great. It's the other stuff you got to worry about, Joe. But in terms of what I'd give up, anything, as long as it wasn't one of those five players, what would you give up? That's your team in Philly. Everybody's oh. available, right, if you're Philly? <laughs> Everybody's available. Everything's for sale. <laughs> Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Call in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is winding down, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. I would not want to make this move. I really wouldn't. And it's not to give you a counterpoint and to present both sides of the equation. I'm not interested. James Harden was just fined $50,000. That is going to do nothing to deter James Harden from doing what he wants to do in order to get what he wants to get. He has lived a life, at least as a professional basketball player, in which he will be catered to because of his talents. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But there is an unintended consequence that comes with that treatment. The player becomes more and more empowered. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. But how will the player handle the empowerment? LeBron James takes heat at every single turn because for some reason we love to criticize LeBron James for every move he makes. But he continues making plays. He continues producing on the court. He continues winning. You might not like his style of business, but he's effective. He gets it done, and he's there for his team. Harden's a different story. Harden hasn't delivered on the big stage like LeBron James. Harden was fined $50,000 on a year where he is going to bring in $41 million in basketball salary. That's like taking a person who makes $100,000 and finding them $121. That's what that is. Wow. It's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket, and it's not an effective deterrent. So Harden's going to continue to do whatever he wants. My biggest concern isn't what he has done. It's what he will do once he gets on your roster. If you make the big deal for him and bring him to Philadelphia and say, all right, you present it to the fan base and look around like this is going to be how we win this championship. What happens if James doesn't like something Joel Embiid says? What happens if he doesn't like some treatment he gets from a fan? Because as we know, and since I'm from the area, I know all too well, Philadelphia fans can be a bit shall we say, critical at times. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that, but they love their sports. The reality of the situation is the second he becomes unhappy, he reverts back to the behavior we've already seen, which is I'm going to sit out, I'm going to do me, I'm going to do what I want, and you're going to be stuck dealing with it. That's the biggest concern. I've got no concerns about what he can do on the basketball court, Myron Metcalf. He's a phenomenal basketball player. I wonder what happens when the going gets tough. Is he there? Is he with you? Is he in the trenches or is he off on his own trying to figure out what he wants to do and putting those priorities above everyone else's? The answer is, if you're a team that trades for James Harden, you don't care. We just spent our entire summer watching The Last Dance and chuckling about Dennis Robin taking these trips to Vegas in the middle of the title run <laughs> so and true. wrestling on for the WCW, and we love it. We love watching these 30 for 30s where we find out that Lawrence Taylor on a Friday would go down to Miami and party, come back to the Giants by Saturday, and then lead them to a win on Sunday. We love it when the bad guys are our guys. When guys are doing stuff off the court, off the field, and they're winning for us, We love that. But if there was somebody else's team, oh, no, I would never tolerate it. You know what every GM is saying right now to the other GMs in the league? They're saying, you can't touch James Harden. No way. We would never be interested in James Harden. What about you? They're all telling each other that, and they're all lying. Because one thing we know about the NBA is they love a diva who's problematic if it's their diva. So you would put up with all that if you get James Harden, maybe the best offensive player we've seen post-Kobe Bryant, a guy who can lead you into the playoffs. We understand he struggled in clutch situations, but he's also been great. And I don't know how many guys are above James Harden right now. You trade whatever you have 
for a guy like that and you would deal with the other stuff, Joe, because you know what? That's sports. We don't care about the other stuff if we're winning and we don't care about the other stuff as long as it's our guy who's doing it. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Just a reminder, Greeny's moving to the 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time slot beginning on January 5th. It's so true. It's so true how history has a way of changing our opinions. We look back on Dennis Rodman and we think, man, Rodman was awesome. Rodman was so awesome. He just told everyone, you know what, I'm going to Vegas. I'll see you later. That's so cool that he did that. But if you fast forward that event into present day, which is kind of what we're seeing with guys like Dwayne Haskins and James Harden, we're sitting here going, this is completely unacceptable. How could you think about doing something like this to your team, right? Once you put 20 years between the event and the conversation, everyone thinks it's awesome. But for right now, you look at it, you're like, man, this guy's, you're right. You show me this 20 for 20 in 20 years, 30 for 30 in 20 years, excuse me, as I get my numbers all jumbled up. I'm going to be like, man, Harden was awesome. The way he was just doing whatever he wanted, giving everyone the double barrel salute and moving on with his life. It's incredible. Iron Metcalf and Joe Fordball here on ESPN Radio. The numbers triple eight say ESPN. Let's turn it over to the phones. What would you do? What would you do in this situation? Is the risk worth the reward when it comes to James Harden? We start with Donald in Indiana. Donald, thank you for the phone call. Welcome to the show and happy holidays. Would you make a move for James Harden? Yes, I would if I'm the Golden State Warriors. It makes sense. I checked that roster, look from top to bottom, there's nobody there. You can give up. Uh, Clay Thompson and get that deal done, I think. You know, put him down there with John Wall. You got something to work with. And then you got, you know, Steph out there, you know, next to James Harden. I mean, these superstars are pairing up right now. It only makes sense. And based on weather conditions, man, where else would he go? It's market for market, big market market for big market, man. You know, it just makes sense to me. Golden State, I got my money on Golden State, man. I think that's where he lands. Appreciate the phone call. That would be, oh my God. You know, that's where I, I spent six years there before I moved to Las Vegas. And I was lucky enough to watch that team at its absolute best ball movement. They love to pass the ball. Not really Harden's thing. Could you see something like that working? Well, I mean, again, I think that's another thing about Harden, right? I think his career is averaging like seven assists per, per game. So at his best, he can be unselfish. I don't know what you give up for him though. Like how do you get James Harden to Golden State? What's the package? To get them, I don't think they have the the things they would be willing to give up to attract Houston. But Harden and Curry, let's go. That's another title contender if you get it. Triple eight, say ESPN. Triple eight, seven two nine three seven seven six. If you want to get down, he's Myron Medcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. Airing of the grievances since this is Greeny's show. Let's go forward with it. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now. You're going to hear about it. Throughout the course of the show, feel free to air your grievances. Coaches, players, teams, whatever it may be, we'd love to hear from you. Triple Eight, say ESPN. It's the airing of the grievances, as well as your thoughts on the Harden and Houston situation. We've been taking calls all day. I haven't heard too many people outside of the last call trying to make the case for bringing James Harden in. It's been mostly, Myron, people trying to tell us no. No, we don't want James yeah. Harden. It's not worth it. But you've been a staunch supporter of his because what he can bring to the court. But outside of that, in an era where you can't even put butts in the seats in stadiums right now, Harden's at least, at the very least, good for business, is he not? Great for business. And whenever you can put fans in the stands, people will pay to see him. Love that a lot of these calls have said no way they'd make the trade. They'd be great GMs in the NBA because that's what all these GMs are saying to each other. But in private, Joe, they're all trying to figure out a way to get James Harden. 
Let's go to Will in Indianapolis. Will, thank you for the phone call. Happy holidays. If you were a general manager, would you try to make a deal for James Harden? I would not touch him with a 10-foot pole, I'll put it that way. Even in this market where we're at, it's a mini market. I just feel like he's going to go somewhere, whether it's Golden State, like the last caller said, or wherever it is. He's just going to go somewhere. He's not going to like it. He couldn't take the ball from a seven-year-old child. His defense is awful. I mean, yes, he's one of the best offensive players. He can shoot it, and he has a step back like nobody else. But in the, in the long scheme of things, everybody needs defense. Everybody needs you know offense and defense, and offense doesn't really overshadow defense if you can't play it at all. Appreciate the phone call, Paul. Thank you, and happy holidays. Let's go to John in Georgia. John in Georgia. Thanks for the phone call. Would you make the move for James Harden? If I'm a team that's trying to put people in the stands, yeah, because he's flashy, like you said. But if I'm a championship contender, I don't. And I think a lot of the problem is we try to put every player that has a high level of talent, especially offensively, in the category of a championship-type player, a player who can lead us to a championship. There are a few far-between players who can do that. And over James Harden's career, he's shown that he's not that player. It doesn't mean he's not great offensively, but he's not that championship-level player that a team needs to get over the top. So for that reason, I wouldn't bring him in unless I was somebody trying to sell tickets. Appreciate the phone call and happy holidays. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. A reminder, Greeny's moving into the 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time slot beginning on January 5th. What's the ultimate team around James Harden look like? The team that James Harden can lead or at least play with that wins a championship? Does such an example exist? Could James Harden win a championship if put in the right situation? Yeah, I think a Milwaukee Bucks kind of situation in terms of you have complimentary players around him who understand their roles, understand what he brings to the table. We have to stop with this can't lead him to a champion, can't lead them to a championship conversation. There were a whole lot of great teams in the 90s, great players that couldn't lead their team to the championship because Michael Jordan was there, because right. Akeem Olajuwon was there, because Tim Duncan was there, because Kobe Bryant was there and Shaq. Like, these are still great players. It doesn't mean you're going to beat L.A. If the conversation is, can you put together a team that can beat the Lakers, you're not going to find that combination outside of maybe Brooklyn, in my opinion. If it's about whether or not you can get a team into the mix, that's when you talk about a James Harden elevating your team. But this whole leading the team to a championship, it's hard when you have to go through LeBron and Kobe and Michael Jordan and Tim Duncan and all these other great players. That's why they're not winning titles, not because they're not putting together great teams. James Harden is a star who would help any team in this league, man. Paul in Kentucky. Paul, we appreciate the phone call. Welcome to the show. What would you do when it comes to James Harden? May I say two things? Number one, Myron, I have never laughed so hard. I was crying. <laughs> When you were talking about how Roger Goodell mispronounced the names of the NFL draft, you were giggling, and it was making me cry. I was laughing so hard. So thank you for that Christmas gift. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. And if you guys replay it again, it'll be a Christmas gift to everybody. Um, once the tire on the car starts wobbling, it, it gets worse. It doesn't fix itself. And Harden on the court and off the court has shown not good leadership the last few months and you're inheriting a big problem and it's going to be somebody else's problem. And when you look at what somebody's going to give up to get him, it's only going to get worse. And Myron, I, I agree. He's a great player, but I don't think he's going to turn a franchise around. Merry Christmas guys. Thank you. Merry Christmas to Thanks. you as well. Thank you for the phone call. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. From the team that didn't play last night, which was Houston, 
as well as their opponent, the Oklahoma City Thunder, as that game was postponed to the big matchup of the evening. The Boston Celtics survive in a thriller against the Milwaukee Bucks, 122-121. This had all the makings of a heavyweight fight going into the game. It did not disappoint Milwaukee entered the fourth quarter, I believe, down 17 points. They brought it all the way back, but Giannis missed a free throw at the end of the game that would have tied it and potentially sent it to overtime with just four-tenths of a second remaining. Prior to that, it was Jason Tatum who made the big, big play. Take a listen. Seven seconds to go. Six seconds. Tatum out front. Giannis is on him. Backs up. A fading three. Banked it in! Four-tenths of a second to play. Tatum banked in the three. You got to call those in horse, folks. 122 to 120, Boston. Courtesy of WTMJ in Boston. Again, your final. The Celtics 122, Milwaukee 121. What's it going to be like for Giannis this year, Myron Medcalf, now as a Supermax player? He has been the guy the last two years, two MVP awards. It's been the best team in the Eastern Conference during the regular season. The playoffs are a different story, but it seems like the East continues to get better. So Giannis and his perch atop the East, does it still, does it still exist in your opinion? I think it's only going to get harder for him to go and lead Milwaukee to a title. There will be more scrutiny. And there should be more scrutiny for Giannis. This isn't 21, 22, 23-year-old Giannis. This is the guy who signed the Supermax. He's had the number one seed going into the playoffs, back-to-back years, back-to-back MVPs. He's going to face the pressure that comes with that. And you can't take too much from a game. He missed a free throw against the Boston Celtics. Should have made it. Uh, Obviously played well outside that. Tatum's a star. He's going to hit shots like that throughout his career. But when I look at that Celtics team that doesn't have Kimba Walker, it made me go, man, how do you get through them in seven games? Philly might get James Harden. And even if they don't, that's still a tough team if they're healthy. The Brooklyn Nets look like the best team in the East. And in my opinion, they might be the number two team in the entire NBA if they stay healthy. So you all have all these squads that are just improving. Miami's still there. I think the path is going to be more difficult for Giannis and Milwaukee. And if he struggles this year, I don't care anything about a Supermax. I'm from Milwaukee. I know a lot about these Bucks. Get ready for the Giannis isn't happy rumors because I don't care if he signed for the next 10 years, Joe. If they don't win a title this year, if they don't get to the finals, Giannis is going to start to think twice about the situation he's put himself in by year two. That's when you get guys demanding trades. So there's pressure on him, but there's also pressure on the Bucks to prove that they can surround him with enough talent to compete in an Eastern Conference that looks even tougher than it was a year ago. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. Are you essentially saying sign the contract, which is what he did, because it gets you the most possible money, but because you have the talent, the youth, and the star power, if you're unhappy down the line, you can still get what you want by going to another team, similar to an extent as what we saw with Anthony Davis in New Orleans. 100% Anthony Davis shows up with a shirt that says, that's all, folks. They're not going to trade Anthony Davis. You know what they do? They traded Anthony Davis. Nobody leaves the Spurs organization. Pop's not going to put up with it. Kawhi Leonard goes to Toronto. He gets his wish. He gets out of San Antonio. Paul George forces his way out of Indianapolis, signs the Supermax, has, signs a max deal, parties, has a big thing. Hey, I'm coming back with Westbrook. Now he's in L.A. All of these guys know the game, Joe. 
they have all the power. If you're a top 15 player on a max deal in this league, you can do whatever you want. You can force a trade when you want. You control your destiny. Giannis is certainly at the top of that list. If they don't win, if they don't compete this year, Joe, why does he stay in Milwaukee long-term in a, in a conference that's getting even tougher to deal with? Today's show presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. A reminder, Greeny moves into the 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time slot beginning on January 5th. NFL face-off. Who would you rather face in the playoffs, the Packers or the Saints? We've got six hypothetical matchups we're going to throw your way. NFL face-off is next here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hey, it's Greening, and from our family at ESPN Radio to yours, wishing you a very safe, healthy, and happy holiday season. I want to make sure that you know that starting Tuesday, January 5th, we are moving. We'll be coming your way every morning starting 10 a.m. Eastern time right here on ESPN Radio. Go, let's go. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80 News. From Greeny Nation, Paul just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed call in line time for a little game we like to call nfl face-off myron metcalf i have created six matchups that you will have the opportunity to choose from i'm going to give you two teams you tell me who you'd rather face less in the playoffs based on how these teams are trending some might be a combination of afc and nfc they're complete hypotheticals but i've paired up six combos are you ready sir nice i'm ready all right, NFL face-off number one. Which team would you rather face? So let me know which one you'd actually rather play in the playoffs, the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Miami Dolphins? Oh, man, I, I still want to play the Dolphins because I'm still dealing with a rookie quarterback uh, going into his first playoffs, and I understand how many guys in that position have made a lot of mistakes, uh, not because the talent isn't there, but just because it's something so new. That's only a slight advantage over Pittsburgh, though, because I don't know what's going on with Roethlisberger. I don't know if he can throw a football anymore. Uh, they got a lot of issues going on, but give me Mike Tomlin uh, over a situation like Brian Flores and Tua Tungvaloa. So I would rather play Miami. Yeah, the perceived advantage against Miami is that Flores has never been a head coach in a playoff game. Tua has never been a starter in a playoff game, and that you might be able to take advantage of them because of that. But the Steelers, they're not just coming off a bad game against Cincinnati. They're coming off a bad month. 
four straight games in which they've they're averaging 17 points per game. They haven't topped 20 points in any of their last four games. They've lost three straight. Roethlisberger's thrown at least one interception in five straight. They are absolutely reeling right now. Two teams trending in opposite directions, but I could see why you'd lean Steelers just because you know the brand is what carries the reputation in that matchup. NFL faceoff, he's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fornball. Which of the following two teams would you rather face in the playoffs? The Green Bay Packers or the Kansas City Chiefs? Definitely Green Bay. Um, you know, if you look at what Kansas City has been able to do defensively, it's just enough. Um, it's not a great defense, but anything you can do uh, to give Patrick Mahomes any kind of opportunity, additional possessions, he's going to make you pay. And they're just a better team. So I would rather play a Green Bay team that's good. And Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level, but they're not better than Kansas City. And we saw what Tampa Bay did earlier in the season, scoring 38 unanswered points against that team. Give me that squad over what looks like an unbeatable KC squad. People dock the Chiefs because they're not winning by enough points the last few weeks. Like, think (laughs) about the bar we've set for Kansas City. The topic of conversation is, is something wrong with the Chiefs? They haven't looked good in recent weeks. What do you mean they haven't looked good? They keep winning. They win every single week. The mark of a great team is the ability to win the tough games, to win the close games. Like, we've gotten to a point with the criteria for Kansas City is if you're not winning by 20 every week, we wonder if something's wrong. People, <laughs> what are they, 13-1 and one right now? Nothing's wrong. <laughs> Quick sidebar, I love the over in the Packers-Titans game this weekend. The one thing the Packers do poorly is run defense. Derrick Henry can run the ball. The one thing Tennessee does poorly is defend the pass. Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball. That game looks like a shootout. Game number three, NFL faceoff. Which of the following teams would you rather face in the playoffs? The Los Angeles Rams or the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, I'd rather take the Ravens. Um, hey, listen, I, I still believe right in Lamar now. Jackson. Yeah, I still believe in Lamar Jackson. And coming in from you know that whole situation where he's in the locker room and wins a game, but he's not the quarterback he was a year ago. Looks more vulnerable this season. Defense is kind of figuring him out. And Aaron Donald is the scariest player in the league to me, not named Patrick Mahomes. If the MVP award were given to the best player, I think Aaron Donald would be right there. Uh, I would rather take the Ravens on than to face the Rams right now. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Just a reminder, Greeny moves into the 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time slot beginning on January 5th. That's a tough one because when the Rams are on their game, they look fantastic. When they're off their game, they look terrible. Ultimately, are you willing to back Jared Goff in the playoffs? And if he gets the right matchup, yes. But we have seen him lay so many eggs, especially against the Jets last week. It's tough to have confidence, although I absolutely love that Rams defense. NFL face-off choice number four. Which of the following two teams would you rather face in the playoffs? The Seattle Seahawks or the Buffalo Bills? Oh, definitely the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, with that defense, every time I want to play the Seahawks. And what we find out is that Russell Wilson has to be great uh, every game in order for them to beat some of the best teams in the league. You're talking about a a Seattle defense that I think through the first six games of the year, they've given up more yards than any team in NFL history through six games. So that defense certainly is one I would rather face. Buffalo has its problems, but this is the most explosive offense in the league outside of Kansas City. Josh Allen, if anybody doubted him, he's clearly the real deal. Stephon Diggs, clearly the real deal. That passing attack 
is no joke. And I think, to me, that's the only team in the NFL that could get into a back-and-forth matchup against Kansas City and have a chance to win. Definitely, I would want to play Seattle over what looks like a very dangerous Buffalo team. Buffalo showing the rest of the league how important patience and continuity are when it comes to trying to build a winner. Everybody every year is complaining about certain coaches that should be fired, certain quarterbacks that stink. Josh Allen was not the type of guy everyone was rallying around the last two years, but the organization stood by him. They gave him weapons in guys like Stephon Diggs. They put him in a chance where he could have success, and he's had success. They haven't overhauled their front office. They haven't overhauled their coaching staff. The continuity, the building, the patience, the time, they are now reaping the rewards. By the way, for anyone who wants to say the Seahawks defense has been improved as of late, last four quarterbacks they faced, Carson Wentz, Colt McCoy, Sam Darnold, (laughs) Dwayne Haskins. Not exactly the murderer's row of NFL (laughs) signal caller play. NFL face-off, option number five. Who would you rather play in the playoffs, the Buccaneers or the Titans? I would still rather play the Titans. I know Derrick Henry's dangerous. I know what they did last year. Uh, Tannehill, the most underrated player in the league, right, at at this point. Like, nobody wants to give him any credit. Everybody thinks his numbers are inflated, uh, fraudulent, but he's still playing great. I still don't want to see Tom Brady in the playoffs. This ain't the same Tom Brady of old. This isn't the guy who can make you pay down the field with the deep passes. He's a different guy. However, in the playoffs, I think there's always the possibility that the magic returns. I think they're two and five or two and four against teams over 500, uh, and they're undefeated against teams under 500. They still have a lot to prove. But I don't want to see Brady in the playoffs, Joe. I don't care how old he is. I don't care how much he struggled. I don't want to see Tom Brady in the playoffs. I am worried about. Tampa Bay slow starts. They start. They started slow against Atlanta. They started slow against Minnesota. They started slow against Kansas City. They started slow against the Rams. They don't break from the gate, and eventually in the playoffs, that's going to catch up to you. Against Atlanta, it doesn't matter. Against the Chargers, it doesn't matter. Those teams will find ways to lose, but you have got to find a way to break from the gate faster. As for the Titans, you're right. Ryan Tannehill is exhibit A as to what happens to your career when you get away from Adam Gase. Everyone's like, man, Tannehill's a bust. He leaves Adam Gase, and suddenly he's got a $100-plus million contract, and he's putting up Patrick Mahomes-type numbers. NFL face-off, final question, who would you rather play in the playoffs? the Cleveland Browns or the Indianapolis Colts? I'd rather play the Browns because I still don't think anything we've seen from Baker Mayfield late, lately is real. I think they played triple-A ball in the first half of their schedule, got a bunch of wins that really uh, were exaggerated, and I'd rather face him than a guy with Phillip Rivers who isn't a great quarterback, but he's good enough. That defense is solid, and that run game's getting better. That's a team that ain't pretty, but in the playoffs you don't have to be to advance. The Browns got to make a bunch of explosive plays to have a chance to win. I don't think they can do that consistently in the playoffs. I'd rather face them. The best case Cleveland Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski could make for why he's coach of the year is that if the aliens had landed on planet Earth prior to week one, and this is the only year of NFL football they've ever consumed, they would think Cleveland is a good functional franchise, whereas every (laughs) Earthling known to man understands Cleveland only as the most dysfunctional of NFL franchises over the last 20 years. But the aliens would look at him and be like, yeah, these guys are all right. I don't know why more people in America don't rally around the Cleveland Browns. That's what Kevin Stefanski has done. He has created an environment in which the world looks at the Browns and says, these guys are all right. Yeah, maybe I don't want to face them in the playoffs. Maybe they're not the, the truest, the most legit Super Bowl contender, but they're all right. 
Crazy times, 2020. That might be the craziest <laughs> of all. He's Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Dwayne Haskins, a party. Ron Rivera, an apology. Can Rivera, speaking of Coach of the Year candidates, get the Washington football team and Dwayne Haskins to the playoffs? That's next here on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Greeny, and from our family at ESPN Radio to yours, wishing you a very safe, healthy, and happy holiday season. Want to make sure that you know that starting Tuesday, January 5th, we are moving. We'll be coming your way every morning starting 10 a.m. Eastern time right here on ESPN Radio. Ed Myron Medcalf, I'm Joe Fortenball. We're filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Just a reminder to all you great people out there, Greeny moves into the 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time slot beginning on January 5th. What should the Rockets do with James Harden, and is the trade market heating up? That's coming up in about 12 minutes at 1 o'clock Eastern. But for right now, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No more straight talk happening than in our nation's capital where Dwayne Haskins, quarterback of the Washington football team, found himself at a, let's call it, gathering following Sunday's loss to the Seattle Seahawks, which uh, is a breach of COVID-19 protocols. It landed in Haskins in hot water with the team. He was fined $40,000. He was stripped of his captaincy by head coach Ron Rivera, and he issued an apology yesterday. Following the apology, head coach Ron Rivera spoke to the media. Here's what he had to say. Immediately we contacted Dwayne. He was truthful and upfront about what he did, and we immediately brought him in for rapid testing and contacted the NFL. We've been working with the NFL the past two days, and they have been assisting us every step of the way. Although we are extremely disappointed in the decision that Dwayne made, I was glad that he had told the truth and was upfront about the entire situation. He gave a very genuine apology, and we had a very straightforward discussion. During that talk, I informed Dwayne that he will no longer be a team captain. He also addressed the team today and took accountability for his actions and apologized to everyone in person. Dwayne knows that what is expected of him this week. Dwayne was disciplined, but as far as the punishment goes, we are going to keep that in-house. We have a plan for Dwayne to participate in some capacity this week that has been approved by the league. Myron Medcalf, how do you feel about the way Rivera has handled this situation? Given his options, or shall I say lack thereof, I mean, you can't ask for much more from your leader than how he's gone about this, considering 
the fact that Haskins at every single turn seems to be making bad decisions when his team needs the most. Yeah, this is why you bring in Ron Rivera. I mean, it's not enough to have all the institutional challenges they have with Daniel Snyder and things happening at the ownership level. Uh, Now you've got to deal with this. And you bring in a Ron Rivera because in a moment like this, you don't want to implode. You have a chance to win this division. Who cares what people say about the NFC East and how weak it is? Fine. You put playoffs on your resume, that matters, and that's still a reality for this team. So you got to keep this group together, and you know that if this is your only option in Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith isn't ready to go, you have to give him enough confidence that you're going to keep going with him this season and not allow him to think about what might come after that. And that's what Ron Rivera is doing. Hey, we're dealing with this in-house. He got his punishment. We're moving on. After the season, though, Joe, I think he's going to talk to a different Ron Rivera who has to think about the future of the franchise. But right now, he's the only thing in Washington keeping that entire organization together. What's the likelihood that Haskins, now that this is COVID-19 protocol violation number two for the former Ohio State quarterback, what's the likelihood that at some point he wakes up and becomes the professional that Washington's paying him to be. Maybe he doesn't go on to be a great quarterback, but maybe he's the guy who can put the troubles behind him, develop into a leader, develop into the professional that the position requires. I mean, there's always a chance. You know, any young guy, you can mature. But what's the history of guys like this, Joe? It's not good. Guys like this where early in their careers you're saying, you know what, we question his work habits. We question some of his decisions. Those guys don't last. You look at your Ryan Leafs. You look at your Demarcus Russells. You look at all these guys who had talent but kept making mistakes and it followed them their entire careers. No matter if he has potential or not, Joe, if you're Washington, can you risk investing in him and keeping him on your roster going forward, Joe? Or do you have to part ways with somebody like this? I would say to myself, he's still young. What is he, maybe 22, 23 years old? We paid him $14 million because it was a four-year contract, and it's fully guaranteed as a rookie. They've already dumped enough money into him because it's not spread out evenly over the four years. The first year you make the most as a rookie. So right now I would say that if he can show me he's at least putting the dumb decisions off the field behind him, I might consider letting him serve as a backup and see if we can salvage something out of this. Because, again, patience. What do you have to lose from a financial standpoint? But long term, he's only started 12 career games. Jamarcus Russell has started 25 games in his career, and that's it. So real quickly, does he start more than 25 games? Does he eclipse Jamarcus Russell's total? It it doesn't look like it. It's not looking good, Joe. (laughs) Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromises. He is Myron Metcalf. I'm Joe Fortenball. Is the trade market for James Harden heating up? That is coming up next. Again, Myron Metcalf and Joe Fortenball in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Greeny, and from our family at ESPN Radio to yours, wishing you a very safe, healthy, and happy holiday season. Want to make sure that you know that starting Tuesday, January 5th, we are moving. We'll be coming your way every morning starting 10 a.m. Eastern time right here on ESPN Radio.